Ah, damn it. Ah, shit. Oh, fuck. Stop fucking cursing away. What the fuck is wrong with you? Hi, this is Somewhere Jerry Podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And I'm Alex. We're the podcast people. Podcasting. Podcasting. We are professionals at what we do. No, we're not. We've never made a single cent. God, it's so sad. Anyway, but you are listening to us now on the internet. Through the magic of technology. Um, and we are some nerds who talk about things like and We politics. are not stalling, stalling for time at all. No. no. <laughs> I, I feel like I should just, like, because we just usually just jump into things at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, like, last last time we had, like, a really, I feel like a slick episode because we, we sat down and we wrote an agenda. Oh, shit. Yeah, we did, didn't know? we? And we, we figured out what we wanted to talk about. And then today it's just like, yeah, we'll fix it in post. Here's the thing, though, guys. We do, do not, not do fix post. it in post. We never fix anything in post. <laughs> Except fact, for sometimes I make things worse. Except <laughs> for that one time when Alex said something really terrible and we're like, oh, we shouldn't make that as a cold open. And then Alex and put it in the cold open. There's also a time that I, I blanked out a spoiler, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So sometimes we Oh, yeah. Okay, we, do, we have changed things in post once or twice. Um, so the moral of the story is we don't know what we're doing. Um, <laughs> but thank you for listening. Yeah. Yes. Thank uh, you. Thank you for listening. So um, I've got kind of a theme all right, that I'd yeah. like to run with today. So hit us up with your theme. Well, I was just I was gonna open it up to you guys first because I have the feeling that once I get rolling on things, that I'm not gonna shut up. That's so. usually the case. That's usually the case. Um, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I have I have nothing. I have nothing prepared. I'm an open book. Um. Well, we started watching the Karl Marx anime. We did start oh, watching shit. the Karl Marx anime. That's right. Or and not anime. Alex and I have been watching Wandering Sun, which I think we talked about we talked last about, time. We talked about last time, yeah. We didn't get too much further. We talked about how Nick doesn't have a soul because he didn't that's, cry during it. That's correct. <laughs> um, but yeah, we watched the Karl Marx anime. That, the first that episode was, of it. Yeah. That was a beautiful anime, right? God. Oh my god. <laughs> it really bothers me that it's so poorly animated. <gasps> oh man. And it goes from like... like 2D to like CGI. 2D to CGI in for like, like a no reason. In a so, so, all right. I don't know if you listeners out there are familiar with video games, but... We're familiar with the Karl Marx. Well, yes, but... Okay, you bitches better be familiar with Karl Marx, okay? Do you know <laughs> whose podcast you're listening to? <laughs> like, Maybe they don't. This so, is some nerds. That's, <laughs> why, that's why I was trying to introduce us, and then Alex thought that I was yeah. stalling for time. So, if if you've ever seen, like, cutscenes from, like, Valkyria Chronicles... Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, it does. But, like, in Valkyria Chronicles, it makes sense... It's just, it's very random. And in this, it doesn't. Yeah. Like, also, can we talk about how the ending is just a timeline of his life? Yeah. Like, like the, the you know how, like, animes have, uh, like, end credit sequences? And, but this time, for the Karl Marx anime, it's just, like, here's a timeline of his life. Like, this is, this is just what happens. And, like, spoiler alert, he dies. Yeah. Like, yeah. it starts off with his funeral, and it's like, well, thanks... Thanks, China. <laughs> Thanks, anime. Although I did love that the the ending theme starts with like an instrumental, like a version of the international. Yeah, like yeah. you you couldn't catch it if you weren't paying attention. But like, oh, but you, if you knew what you were looking, if you for. know what you're listening for, I mean, I'm interested to watch more of it. Even though the quality is kind of meh, it is you know still something I'm interested in because yeah. yeah. you know it's a bio- biography of of Karl Marx to a degree. Yeah. I love how much like they have to because like. 
he's a guy who mm-hmm. studied philosophy and then wrote a few books. But he yeah. fought a sword fencing yeah, fight yeah, yeah. while arguing, oh arguing my... philosophy. Oh my god. Hegelian, the, the ev- sword of Hege- Hegel's dialectic <laughs> will strike down Kant. <laughs> oh my god. I, I, I... Your boy! The thing that I really Apparently, a lot of the quotes from those, like, scenes are taken from some of his writings. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, my God. (laughs) The thing, like, including the one where he says that uh, Heigl is his new god, because, like, I felt like that was maybe a little bit overdramatic. I don't know. Maybe that was, like, a mistranslation or something. Like, I don't know. Like, so... The problem, so it's all on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, but it's all been fan subbed. Yeah. Um. So you kind of. I can't imagine those... why it's not getting an official release in the United <laughs> States. But like, it's. I hate to. I, I. I hate to throw out this old capitalist adage, but like, you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the the translation quality is not always like super up to par. Can't wait for that full localization, right? Yeah, Into I know. German. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, actually, no, that'd be really good. Mm. Um, that would be really cool to see it translated into German. I would still need the subtitles. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, the the love story. There's going to be a love triangle. There's a lot, yes. Jenny Why? and Carl and uh, I assume Frenchers. Angels. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why is this a thing? <laughs> oh, God. The Shonen Carl Marks. <laughs> It's but exactly like, if you, what we if you like, uh, I don't know why. I don't know who asked for it, but whoever did, thank you. If if you like historical fiction, romance, anime, though, so, <laughs> if you like use of dress porn, uh, based in fact, then like you are you are the target audience. For and if Karl you can Marx, get over the fact uh, that sometimes people's legs clip through dresses, um, yeah, yeah, then yeah. you know, as long as you can overlook that, I think this will be for you. Yeah, and uh, like. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the implication that the entire reason why he started, like, communism was to impress the upper-class family of the woman he wants to marry. I don't think that's the reason. I, I know, but it's, like, it's like <laughs> in heavily our, implied. In our communist utopia, Jenny and I can finally be together. <laughs> but, like, that's seriously, like, that's the implication that the anime, that's that's the, what the anime wants you to do. Yeah. Talk. Really? At least we've only I'm, seen the first I, I episode. Blow my nose. Oh, okay. Booger, okay? oh, okay. And Alex was staring at it. I was not. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Uh, did you? No. Did you? And now this you? is all recorded for posterity. Yep. Now, <laughs> now everyone's gonna know. Everyone's gonna. But <laughs> I didn't know. And Nick didn't. I didn't know. But now all seven <laughs> listeners are gonna know that Elise had a booger. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> for all time. <laughs> God, I better not ever like run for office. This clip, definitely just be this clip, this clip is gonna be the one that like prevents you from running for office. This is the one. Not my choice. Not all the other things you've ever said on this podcast. Like what? I don't know what you're talking well, look, about. Post revolution, all that stuff will be party lines. That's so you know, true. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's yeah, true. That's fair. The booger yeah. will be the thing. That, uh, <laughs> That will do you in, even in the uh, I can't, I don't get. I don't get to take my turn on the leadership council because, like, somebody comes uh, in. One time she had a really big booger. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> I waited so long. <laughs> I really wanted my turn. Uh. Oh, man. We're actually, like, Alex and I, before we started recording, we're discussing about, like, how all of us. I've, like, become even more radicalized since the start of this. Like, I remember at the beginning I said something really stupid, like, 
maybe we need capitalism. Yeah, and, yeah you did say yeah, that. Yeah, I did say that. I was like, maybe it's we were Nazis so, competition. We were so young there we were so yeah, young. in 2018. And, and now I'm like, <laughs> fucking burn it to the ground. <laughs> Just, we will arise from the ashes. I mean, that is the one thing you, you know. can say about the Trump presidency, and this is what I was saying before we started recording, yeah. is that anyone who, like, even slightly criticized Barack Obama from the left in 2008 is now like, you know, everything must be destroyed. Let's burn the civilization <laughs> down and start again. Yeah. 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 So. Like, if you if you were wit- like, if you were taking part in... Most definitely. But if you were witnessing the Occupy Wall Street demonstrations oh, and yeah. like, True. oh, that's a yeah. good idea. Yeah. Then, yeah. you know, by now you are full communist. Or yeah. <laughs> that, that actually You're might. You're a commie now. That <laughs> might actually be the better thing. Yeah. I don't know. But I feel no, like there's like, a lot of overlap. Because, like, I didn't know enough about what I was, you know. You were too young. Yeah. I was too young. I, I was definitely, like, very pro Occupy Wall Street when mm-hmm. it was going on. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to, like, I was of that age where I could have, um, you know, participated, but I didn't because I'm a bootlicker. Mm. Oh, um, just kidding. Not. I'm not. I'm not. But like, definitely supported it. Definitely like, shout out to my homies who, you know, were in that. But, um, anyway, God damn, Occupy Wall Street. That shit was supposed to change things, and it didn't. I mean, it did to an extent. Yeah, to, 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 to a degree. degree. It, it did for us. Yeah. Um, it, it radicalized us. Yeah, exactly. So. That's the point. <laughs> um. So speaking of of radicalization, and oh, Lord. I don't know, do we have anything else we talk about? Because otherwise, I'm going to go on my roll. Um, did we do a whole lot? I don't know. We we watched a lot of anime. I feel like we watched we a lot did. of Nichiju. We watched a lot of Nichiju. Yeah, we've been we've been trying to get through Nichiju. I guess shit's been going on in our lives, so yeah. we needed, we've been needing something like happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Nichiju is fucking adorable. And if you need just like a happy escape from reality for a few hours I highly recommend mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so so for my for my escape uh from the escape of of Nichiju, you know i needed yeah. something escape from new york yeah i needed something in my life uh that was a little bit more more dark and sinister oh no so i've started playing um the wolfenstein 2 the new colossus ah um you want to escape from the reality where I, Nazis can march freely in the yeah. streets. No, no, no. I'm, es- I'm escaping no, from our escape. Like, this is, this is like, I feel like we went too far into the cutesy anime. Ah. So now I want to bring myself back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, But, like, uh, in in his fantasy world of Wolfenstein, you can uh, punch Nazis without, like, people asking, why? Maybe you shouldn't punch Nazis. Like, you can kill them without, like, a bunch of, like, a dozen liberals coming up to you and be like, maybe you need to listen to both sides of the argument. Right. right. Like that's, that's the fantasy of Wolfenstein. Here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing. This is the, the shit reality that we live in. (laughs) And this is the reason why this is the thing that I kind of wanted to discuss and bring up. Mm -hmm. Um, is I was thinking about this today as I was playing, as I was playing it, um, because I haven't gotten very far in it. I'm about two hours in. Um, uh-huh. and barely into like I'm, I'm in like the second chapter I think it's like really not a very long game or you know I'm really not very far into it I should say um but here's here's how much the world has changed in the last 25 years uh Wolfenstein the castle 3d Wolfenstein 3d was like the first thing that we would call a first person shooter that was ever released mm-hmm. in like 1990. Three, 
Okay. I want to say because that predates Doom. It predates Doom because yeah. it's the same people. Yeah. And so like Wolfenstein came out and it was like, oh, it was a big deal. Like you can go through three 3D environments. That's a big thing. It's like you know, there's this, you know, you go on this adventure and you fight Nazis and whatever. Um. And so, uh, so Doom comes out. I think the next year. I'm pretty sure Wolfenstein was 93 and Doom was 94. Okay. So in one of these games, your main antagonist, the main villains that you spend most of the game mercilessly gunning down, it are men and dogs. And in the other game, the main antagonist that you spend the entire time mercilessly gunning down are literal demons. Guess which one of those two was referred to as a murder simulator? Guess which one was more controversial? Was Doom. <laughs> was Doom. <laughs> because no one fucking gave a shit if you murdered huge numbers of Nazis. <laughs> because that was where we as a country had kind of landed on Nazism in those bygone days of 1993. Was you could just murder all the Nazis you wanted to because... Fuck them. They're not human. They're they're inhuman monsters who have spent, you know, the majority of the last 70 years as the only single villain that basically everyone could agree on. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, yes, this is something that is unambiguously evil and we can... Put them into our story, even if it's just the iconography, and you can look at those things and know there's personally, like, the scum of the earth, most evil things to have ever existed, and we can just, and the heroes can kill them and not feel morally conflicted about it. Mm-hmm. Stormtroopers in Star Wars, yeah. as a for instance. Um, yep. So... So this. I, I just have a statistic for. Oh, okay. Wait, when you're done with this. No, no, because this is going to be a long thing. So what's your uh, statistic? Oh no, I was just going to point out that one third of Americans don't think that the Holocaust really oh, happened. So. Yeah, that's the thing that it was. An yeah, is that is that what you we're moving towards? Okay. In your rant. Would not no, but it, I mean it kind of fills in nicely with yeah. what I'm talking. Well, not nicely, but you know what I mean. Um, dovetailing. Do, it dovetails dovetailing. in. Yeah, yeah. So this brings us to the the current Wolfenstein games, um, the the New Order, and its expansion pack, The Old Blood, and now the sequel, The New Colossus. And when did the first of those those reboots come out? I want to say 2016. 2016. So you know, relevant. <laughs> um, I'll have to double check that. Uh, the New because I just wanted to make sure it was. I mean, it would have been in development for years before. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, it, no, sorry, it was released in 2014. Okay. 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 So, so Wolfenstein: The New Order comes out, and it's it's this hell. It, it, in it's uh, it's still id Software. It's still the original people who well, the original company who made um, the original Wolfenstein 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, 20 years had passed. Now, you know, gaming markets are a little bit more sophisticated. You can't just have a guy, like, running around killing Nazis. You need to actually tell a story about it. They keep all of the, you know, they keep all of the brutal, you know, uh, murdering of the Nazis. And they make sure, you know, these guys are, like, really evil. Mm. They, like, do not shy away 
from making them just unambiguously the worst people who have ever walked the, the planet. And now they've won the war. Like, that's the thing about the new games is that the Nazis win in this timeline. And so, like, you're playing as, you know, resistance fighters. Um, in what, like the 60s? In the 60s, yeah. yeah. Um, the the expansion pack for the first game, the, the New Blood, was a prequel. So that's still taking place in the 40s. But I think it's like 40 seven or 48 yeah so it's like after the war would have spo- would have ended in our timeline mm-hmm. um so in this one in the original one it's the 1960s and you're it's like it is 1960 and you're going around and you're you're trying to liberate europe you're trying to stop um the guy who's been inventing all this crazy super technology that the nazis have used to like dominate the world and like mm-hmm. that's the story but to make it a more of an interesting story, they flesh it out with characters. And so you've got the same muscly slab of American beef, BJ Blazkowicz as the main character from the original game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he he's just this, you know, big, dumb American meathead who's really good at killing Nazis, and that's basically his character. So you can't really do much with him. So you throw in all these other characters, people who... Um, who the you know, the Nazis consider to be subhuman. So you get several European Jews. You get um, uh, the leader of the resistance is a lesbian woman. Um, there's uh, an African or a Caribbean man. I can't remember where he's from. Um, there's a man with a mental handicap. So it's like you get the full array. And they really spend a lot of time fleshing these characters out. And you really get to know them. And you really get to care about them. And they're really interesting characters. Um, and it's a very good story. Uh, and you know, the story is told interspersed throughout BJ Blazkowicz dual wielding machine guns and just running through a room, murdering 50 Nazis at a time. (laughs) Um, but when that game came out, you know, this was kind of coincided with, you know, the rise of the, the rise of Trump and the new terrifying right in the United States. And a lot of people, the alt, the alt, right. And so the the game ends it like definitively super duper ends like the story's done when you finish that game which is why again the expansion pack they had to make it a prequel because it's like it's really heavily implied that bj dies at the end of that game like it's just it was it was clearly supposed to be a one and done and then like the expansions probably was done be, to make a little bit more out of it, maybe get we a little have bit these more assets. Money. We have these assets. Might as well use them, kind of a thing. And it was the the the, the, the new the old blood was really good too. Um, and they they introduced like a lot of fun mechanics and stuff. Well, the game comes out, and there was a lot of talk about like you know from these these you know right wing chuds uh, about like oh you can't believe these SJWs throwing in. All of these diverse characters, again, kind of missing the point. Like, the whole reason why we have that such diverse cast is like, well, it's got to be a relatively small cast. And you really need to understand, like, everyone who's threatened by this way of thinking. So, BJ Blazkowicz, again, he's an Aryan Superman. Like, he's not really going to be threatened by this world. So, he has to care about people who are. Like, that's kind of the thing. Because he's a Mm -hmm. big blonde white guy with blue eyes like no one's gonna give a fuck about him if the nazis win the war but everyone he cares about and everyone he develops a relationship with throughout that first game 
is. And so, like, that's kind of his reason for fighting, other than, you know, he's just really good at killing Nazis. <laughs> he's just really good at it, and that's basically his personality. Um, so the game comes out, and there's all this controversy about it, which, again, how the fuck can there be controversy about this game in 20, 2014 when it came out? Yeah. So... I really do believe that the people at id Software really did want to just do a one-off game. And then when it was a success, they were like, all right, well, we'll do a prequel expansion to get a little bit more out of it. Because it was such a big success. Maybe we can get a little bit more money. But then when the, then the backlash to this game happened. and An I inexplicable backlash. I swear to God, the only imp the only impetus that they had for making this second game was as a huge fuck you to the people <laughs> who said that it didn't need that the you know, all that shit like all that right wing hateful shit about mm -hmm. the game when it first came out because the first thing that happens in the game other than like so so BJ again like at the beginning of the last the end of the last game it's very heavily implied that BJ dies. Like BJ heroically sacrifices himself to save the world from Nazis. So Aww. at the very beginning of this game, they just fucking deus ex machina him out. It's like, no, I guess he didn't die at all. And they just save him. Um, <clears throat> and so he's fading in and out of consciousness. Cause you get like this whole scene where he's like in surgery and he's like fading in and out between what's happening now and his childhood where they go, they just go like whole hog. Cause it's like, Oh yeah. You remember BJ Blazkowicz, this like Aryan looking motherfucker who just spent like the last 10 games we made mowing down Nazis. Yeah. Guess what? He's half Jewish. Also, guess what? His dad's a racist fucking asshole mm. who drops the N-word like three times mm. and then beats his wife, presumably to death, although it's not clear in that little five-minute flashback, and then makes BJ shoot his dog. So it's like, you see this asshole? This is who you are. You motherfucks trying to defend the Nazis and trying to say, like, we can't enjoy, like, fiction where the Nazis just get completely wiped out by this one dude mm -hmm. who just does it because it's the right thing to do and he's good at it. Like, no, no, this is you. You're this fucking abusive asshole. <laughs> because... It's the implication is pretty clear that BJ loves his his Jewish immigrant mother and hates his asshole abusive racist father. Mm. And that's like, you know, you thought it he had no character motivation. No, no, no. You're his character motivation. <laughs> he wants to find you and kill you. <laughs> and that's the game. And then you kind of um they do a really good job of putting you into the shoes of someone who is helpless. Because the Nazis attack, you're still kind of you're it's several months later. So he hadn't saved the world. He hadn't saved the world, but he had kind of, he's he struck a blow against them. Like oh, okay. He's blown up their big um uh, their big castle. He's blown up the titular castle Wolfenstein where all this crazy technology was being developed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, major blow against them. So the second game is about them trying to get to America to meet, re make contact with resistance movements in America and make America, like, you know, kick all the Nazis out of America so that America can save the world from Nazism mm. again. And it's like, okay, yeah, subtle. Um, <laughs> but cool. I appreciate that. Um and so your your like your muscles are all atrophied and so you spend the entirety of the first level in a wheelchair uh 
And so it does a really good job of kind of like making you feel helpless. And then the second level, you get fucking power armor. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like, okay, you remember how much they bullied you and how much they pushed you around and how weak you felt in that first level? Go get them. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Right. People who say politics don't belong in video games. I don't know. It, it, this politics, shouldn't, politics have always been in video this, games. Yeah, that's true. And this shouldn't be like a super political game because, again, the original Wolfenstein 3D was less controversial than fucking Doom. Again, a game with no human enemies. That one was called a murder simulator. Wolfenstein 3D, where you spend the entire time shooting humans with guns and sometimes dogs and sometimes bigger humans with guns. So like, no one cared about when it first came out. So I want to point something out okay. about Nazis as villains in media. Yeah. Okay. And that while Nazis as villains in media can be seen as a unambiguously evil force. Right. If I feel that to a certain extent, if they're overplayed, then it kind of somewhat lessens the actual evils that actual Nazism was. I suppose, but I where that. if you have, you know, Nazis, you know, with their magic and the super science and all that, in, in like, you know, not just yeah. in Wolfenstein, but like in other things too, yeah. you turn them into a mythological enemy mm -hmm. when it's an actual people that did actual evil things. I, I, and their ideology continues yes. to influence that actual evil to this day. I agree with you, but I think that the modern Wolfenstein games do it very well in a way mm -hmm. that like other ones didn't. But more, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is like, you know, there is like the super technology kind of stuff, but it's like the... It, it was very diesel punk kind of an aesthetic, mm -hmm. but the thing that like fleshes those characters out and the things that makes you want to go continue fighting them is what the, they will actually do yeah. because there are times where they will get you unawares and they will do fucked up shit mm -hmm. and like, you won't be able to do anything back. And it is literally, it is a literal unflinching look at actual like atrocities yeah like but to also to kind of help explain how we got to the situation right. where nazis are are marching in the streets today of charlottesville yeah mm. um you know to kind of explain how the idea of the nazi as a video game enemy right has been kind of in a sense become people have become inoculated to it by the mm. point that wolfenstein came out Right. Um, and I think that that m may be something to think about, too. Um, yeah, I can I can see that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I definitely do agree with you that, like, you know, there is an element of mythology to a lot of those stories, you know, that, that it's kind of been exacerbated. That Like, they, they've, they've been made to seem, like, larger than life and, like, incapable of existing again. Mm -hmm. Um <clears throat> Which made it really easy. Which made it really easy for them, you know, to come back and mm -hmm. march in the streets of Charlotte. And for people to not believe, and for people to not believe that they are Nazis when they say that they're Nazis oh, and they use right. Nazi oh, imagery. No, but but I think Alex is going to bring up the point that I brought up earlier, right? Mm -hmm. Which is that one third of Americans now right. believe yeah. that. It's not that they don't believe that the Holocaust happened, but that it's substantially less. Yeah. Whatever that means. Then that's still a form of Holocaust denial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's still yeah. like even like like. Any of those kinds of like that's soft denial oh, for sure. Yeah, like it wasn't that bad or blah blah blah. And they, it's like they, they, the intention wasn't to wipe people out. They yeah. were like they got worked to death. 
you know, that yeah. sort of a thing. So anyway, but you know, I don't know. It's not it's not all that fault, but I do think that there's some element of that in that mm-hmm. too. Yeah. From from how we got from the first Wolfenstein 3D to now. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um. But again, I, I or from Indiana Jones to now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Indiana Jones, I feel like is probably the better the better like right, launching when, point for when it. you when you make something a symbol you also like this kind of to like use a sort of not great analogy but like the objectification of women right when you objectify or turn something into a symbol you also rob it of its humanity yeah and the the terrifying thing about the nazis is that they were human yes and that people were people were willing participants were willing in their atrocities and not only were people willing participants but then a whole shit a shitload of other people were willing to look the other way yeah mm-hmm. um and i think that's that's the fucked up thing i don't know i thought i, I thought i could end it more profoundly than that <laughs> but really it was just like yeah and that's why it's fucked up yeah um yeah Anyway, anyway, that that was the rant that I wanted to go well, on. Well, it was a really serious. That was a downer. Yeah, it was a Debbie, <clears throat> Debbie downer. Well, it's um, a good thing we got a kitty here to lift. Hey. Aw, kitties. Okay, wow. For the you know for the home <laughs> for the listeners, listeners at home. Of, listeners at home. The listeners okay. at home, go find your kitty. I don't give understand a like what the fuck has happened to my alcohol tolerance. <laughs> But, like, I have not even finished my Manhattan. <laughs> and I'm, like, swaying back and forth in front of the mic and, like, saying things like, yeah, it was fucked up. And I'm like, what the, the hell? Get your shit together, Elise. Get <laughs> it get it together. It's called being almost 30. Fuck you. <laughs> I am less than six months away from my, my 30th birthday. I, is... I say this as someone from the, the worst side of 30. Take take um, my advice on that. The worst side or the better side? I don't know. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to turning thirty, mm. mostly so I can be like I'm thirty bitches. <laughs> I do not care. I look substantially younger than I am, um, which has always been kind of a, you know, it, it didn't bother me when I was younger, and then when I got into my twenties, um, like it was kind of like it was kind of cutesy in my early twenties, and now in my late twenties, I'm like bitch. It's rosacea, not acne. <laughs> um, I'm an adult. I'm an adult. I have a job. I have a retirement plan. So it'll be nice. It'll be nice to just sum all that shit up. Instead of using four or five sentences to describe myself, I'll just be like, bitch, I'm 30 and walk away. <laughs> and, and that's what I'm most looking forward to about turning 30. That was a wonderful dovetail out of Nazism <laughs> yep. to talk about something else. Alex, I don't know. I got, uh, I got nothing. Uh, um, that was a really shitty setup, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it was not even a swing and a miss. It was like a, a lob, a soft lob, and then I trip over myself. How descriptive. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I can continue talking about video games, because there was some video game news that I saw just before we started recording. Just that before I'm, we started. I'm breaking news. Breaking news. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Someone get a graphic. A graphic for the podcast. <laughs> can we spin the podcast? We <laughs> have to spin the globe. <laughs> and zoom in on your face. <laughs> just just sing, sing the theme from Newsies or something. <laughs> 
I don't know the theme from Newsies. We're gonna start a union. Whoop whoop. I I don't know. Was that was that the theme from Newsies? That yeah, was, I mean you don't know. I the don't theme, know the theme from Newsies as performed so, yes. by the insane clown posse. <laughs> the answer is yes. It was the. Th- <laughs> Was it the whoop whoop? Is that why we had to perform by the insane clown posse? You know it. Okay. <laughs> it's the sound of the newsies. So thanks for listening to our wonderful yeah. podcast. We're not done yet. We're just oh, taking Jesus. a break to breathe and to to laugh at nothing. <laughs> we needed some humor in our life at this sad point. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so right before we started recording, I got I saw the exciting news that my very first Nintendo game, uh, which was The Legend of Zelda: it Link's Awakening, first? it was the first one that I owned. Wow! <laughs> so the first Nintendo game that I owned that was mine was Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, um, and it is being remade. This very year for the Nintendo Switch. Woo! So I am hella excited for it. Um, I watched the video, like right the, the, the announcement trailer right before it uh, we started recording, and I got all the nostalgia feels. I got really excited for it. Be careful so about it, nostalgia. Yes. Yeah. So um, it, it looks like it's going to be very in the same vein that they did Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. Yeah. Which were remakes of sort of remakes of like yellow, yeah. Um, oh, okay. Uh, the, which were sort of remakes of yellow. Um, yeah, no, I'm yeah. I'm excited. Like I don't know, it looks fun. I kind of like this idea of this new direction that Nintendo is going in, where they're remaking their old games, but they're not like quite the same as they were when you were kids. They were like a much better update. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I don't know. Like it's it's cool. It's got this really nice like cartoony style, yeah. um, which I appreciate. Uh, and it looks like they just they just took that entire game and just put it in that. I'm really glad that it's not like just Breath of the Wild two. Yeah. Which I feel like could have been the other way of going with that. Right. I, and it. I mean, it, I'm hoping that they added uh, that they add in stuff from the DX version, like the the Nintendo like Game Boy Color version remake yeah. that they did. Because yeah. uh, they added an entire other dungeon with like a whole other item oh, into shit. the because because it was Game Boy Color they decided to kind of use that gimmick yeah and so they made a dungeon that had all these color themed puzzles huh um yeah. and the the reward you got from it like the the item that you got from yeah. that dungeon was either a red tunic or a blue tunic. Huh. And the red tunic would permanently double all the damage that you dealt, and the blue tunic would permanently have the amount of damage that you took. So you would get to choose which one you wanted to take. Huh. Um, and that was, like, probably one of the best Nintendo remakes ever, because he just took it, took that really good game, added one more really cool thing to it, and that was it. That's all they did. Yeah. Um, so if they did something like that for this, if they included that dungeon and then like 
maybe one other little thing. Yeah, that, that would be really neat. That would include something Especially, like... Or, like, if it was something where you had to use the motion controls... Motion controls is exactly what Nintendo. I was going to oh, say. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the motion... Using the motion controls of the Nintendo Switch in order to, like, solve a, a puzzle in the dungeon yeah. is what we were talking about. Like, the, um, like, in Breath of the Wild. I know a lot of people hated this, but I kind of like those. But in the, uh, the challenges... The, the, yeah, where, where you, you would have like, to... Tilt the console or yeah. tilt the controller to, like move like a puzzle around i really liked those a lot yeah no it was fun um the thing that excited me the most actually though was there's there were parts of the original link's awakening um where they would put um side scrolling elements in like you would go down into like like a like a ladder or something and the cave underground would be a side scrolling section rather than a top down like most other zelda games um that was a lot of fun that's pretty cool um the other thing that i would like to see um the the main drawback for that original Link's awakening was because the uh game boy only had two buttons you could only ever have two items equipped Mm -hmm. um and so it would be really nice if they had a dedicated sword button and a dedicated shield button and then the other two buttons were for the other two items. So that That'd way, because cool. yeah. there would be sometimes you'd go into a room and in order to solve the puzzle, it's like, well, you can't have the sword or the shield. So you'd be completely defenseless. Um, so it'd be nice to be able to defend yourself and still have like your boomerang and a hook shot or something like mm. that. Yeah. Or like the rock feather, which lets you jump. And Because that's the one that was really difficult was you have to get an item to get you to jump. Yeah. Um, and that was like the the first dungeon treasure. So like it was the very other than the sword and the shield, it was the very first like fucking thing you got in the entire game. Um, but it would still be like, well, all right, do I guess I'll take this shield away so I can jump across yeah. this one little hole. Okay, mm-hmm. now to tra- now to go back into my inventory. Okay, equip the shield again. All right, now I'm ready to fight. <laughs> so it, you know it's. It'd be nice. That would be a, that yeah. would be the change that I would want to see for it. No, um, I agree. I absolutely concur. But I hope it comes out. I hope it comes out soon. Cause, uh, cause secret about it. Even though it was my very first, secret. my very first Nintendo game ever, I never actually beat it. Look at. I never got to the end. I got to the seventh dungeon. Um, and there was a puzzle in the seventh dungeon that I was never able to solve. Well, now you can get up to that seventh and, dungeon and, and get still stuck not. there again. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to getting stuck there because the entire the thing the thing about the seventh dungeon was the entire dungeon was a puzzle. Mm. You had there was an item that you found in there. It was a big rock, and you'd pick up the rock and you'd carry it around and you would find. Um, and you would Nick find, has got his arms yeah, above I'm his head. I'm holding yeah. my arms to demonstrate for the viewers at home. Um, <laughs> you'd pick up this big rock and you would throw it at the pillars that kind of supported the dungeon. And you would have to go around and destroy all the pillars. Well, I went through the entire dungeon and I destroyed every single pillar except for the very last one. I could never figure out how to actually get the rock to that pillar mm. to destroy it. Which you have to do that. That was the last thing that I had to do before fighting the boss for that dungeon. Mm. That's the last thing. <laughs> and I was never able to figure it out. 
So that's kind of where I left off with um, with like with Link's Awakening. And this is like before YouTube walkthroughs. Yeah, this was before Game Facts. Yeah, this game came out in 1993. <laughs> the year I was born. <laughs> Shut up. Alex. <laughs> Did you have like a subscription to Nintendo Power or something? Or? Um, not then. Uh, I got a subscription to Nintendo Power. Um, the year the year that uh, Ocarina of Time came out because ah. I I convinced my dad to and my more well, like convinced my parents, but probably mostly my dad because he also played Link's Awakening a lot. Oh really? Uh, yeah, on my Game Boy. Um, That's he, like so after funny. I went to bed, he, he like I, so he had his own save file in there. Um, so after so I convinced probably just dad to get me a Nintendo sixty four when Ocarina of Time came out because I was like, hey, you know, there's a new Zelda game coming out, right? <laughs> I don't think he ever actually played did that ever, one, you, but did he you, did. He played the shit out of Star Fox sixty four though, which I also got that same year. Did your dad ever get a, a Nintendo Switch? No. I don't know. I don't know if he's got time for that kind of stuff. These he's going to retire, though. That's true. Like, I don't know. Maybe. What, what, like, what else is he going to do in his retirement? I don't I don't know what he would play, because he never played the 3D Zeldas. Mm -hmm. But I mean... But he might be, play Link's But he Awakening. might play Link's Awakening now that Link's Awakening's coming out. I don't know if... We should get him Let's Go Eevee. If they announce a <laughs> new... He would play... No, no, no. Like, Nick's dad would play the shit out of some, like, Let's Go Eevee it, or Let's Go Pikachu. If they announced a new Star Fox game, like, if they remade Star Fox 64, yeah. I would have to buy him a Switch. Because yeah. that was, there was a long-standing feud between he and I yeah. over who got the the number, the, the top score <laughs> in Star Fox 64 for, like, a year. <laughs> we would go back and forth, and, like, like I would I would get up from like and get ready for school and be like, oh, I beat your top score last night. And I'd be like, damn it. So I'd come home from school <laughs> and I'd play Star Fox 64 and I would beat his top score. And he would come home from work. I'm like, ah, new top score. <laughs> so there was a lot of that going on back and forth. Uh, Sounds like a cool parent. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty fun. No, Nick Stad is, Nick is a pretty cool guy. So I don't know. I'm really excited for that. And I'd be way, like I'd be super down for a new Star Fox game. That was actually a good Star Fox game, and not like that weird one that they did for the Star uh, Fox Wii Adventures for the Wii U. No, yeah, Star Fox Adventures. I actually, I'd kind of be okay with that. But no, the one they made for the Wii U, where it's like there was stuff up on the screen, and then when there was stuff down in the Wii U console, and you would have to like turn the Wii U like controller to see out other sides of the cockpit. Well, it's inventive. It's inventive, but it sounded annoying as shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So I don't, we talked about doing some, uh, some fan fiction. Do we want to spill up the rest of this episode with a fan fiction reading? Unless we don't have anything, like I'm, I'm out of stuff to talk about. Uh, I'm kind of out of stuff to talk about too. I mean, last night we were talking about the Muppets being communist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we did could, say we that could that pad this out a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. You said you wanted to talk about that. Um, I, I knew there was something that we else we had brought up. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, God, what else were we going to Yeah, no, about? we were literally we were literally talking about it. It was like, oh, no, wait, we need to save this for the podcast. And now I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, uh, well, I, I discovered that on the, on the uh, Muppets Wikipedia page that there is an entire entry for communism. To which uh, brought up the discussion, are the Muppets communist? And I which, said... Yeah, well, I, I mean, I had... Because I'm not as familiar with the Muppets, I had kind of said, well, I had thought that it was, like, a company that was owned by Kermit and Fozzie. Like, uh, Fozzie. Fozzie, yeah. Because um, I think they were the first two in the Muppet movie to kind of get together. Yeah. 
Uh, and I guess for some reason I thought that they were kind of in charge of it. But then you, who is much more into the lore. <laughs> <laughs> the lore of the Muppets. No, the Muppets always, um, except for in the most recent, not Muppets Most Wanted, but the one that came out before that, The Muppets, um, from the early 20-teens. Um, the, the Muppets have always lived collectively. So, like, in Muppets Take Manhattan, they all live together. In Muppets from Space, they all live in a gigantic house together. Um, and even if they, like, all do different jobs, like, I think in Muppets from Space, Miss Piggy is a news anchor or something, or, like, a journalist. Um, but they all, like, even though they all work different jobs, they all live collectively. They work, you know, they, they bring, it's kind of implied that they bring their income together in some capacity, except for, like I said, in the Muppets, where Kermit's, like, living on his own, and they've all, but they've all kind of spread out, and then they come together to, like, put on a show. Mm -hmm. And um, in the, but it's sort of, it's sort of implied that, like, if they didn't have a leader, like, it would be a life or death situation with the Muppets. (laughs) So, um, so you kind of need, so, like, Kermit's definitely the leader, but um they they more or less make decisions together as a group unless it's like something really dire and then which case like Kermit will step in but like Kermit's really good about like listening to other people's um opinions on things and like he will humor Gonzo even if it's something that he knows like would you you would never allow on stage um he's really great about like humoring others and like listening to their ideas and and creating a an inclusive atmosphere mm. um which is why kermit the frog is my ideal boss <laughs> thank you for my interview um <laughs> um but i will i will point out this in the in the the muppets in disney's the muppets that's the one from the 20 that's the one from the 20 teens um they do kind of go a little bit into that with what ends up happening to gonzo yeah and gonzo's whole story arc because Gonzo, yes. after the Muppets break up, becomes a capitalist, and he owns a factory. He owns a literal factory. He owns a literal factory. <laughs> he he owns a, a toilet factory. Yes, he does. Um, and it's a nightmare. Like he he's like, no, I'm a respectable businessman now. Like I don't do these things anymore. And then, eventually, like oh, I, he blows up the factory. Yeah, he uh, disavows <laughs> himself from the the means of production. You see. Capitalists, you too can be accepted into the future. <laughs> yes. You just have to use your wealth, give up the means of production to the workers, yep. or blow it up, I guess, <laughs> if that's your thing. Uh, fire it, yourself out of a cannon. Yes, <laughs> fire yourself out of a cannon to the warm embrace of your collective performance art group from your college mm. days. <laughs> yep. And, and all will be forgiven, is with, all we're saying. With your chicken brides and <laughs> and or sex robot. <laughs> She's a chicken. I, I know. Gonzo has a chicken bride. I'm talking to the capitalists out there. Oh, okay. Oh. I'm talking about Elon Musk and his sex robots. Oh, God. Elon Musk. He, he has a his hyperloop. He probably does. His hyperloops. Okay, his, that, was, that was a legend. Alleged, alleged sex, sex robots. robots. All alleged, right. You don't need to be sued by Elon Musk for saying that he has allegedly some sex robots that are pretty fucked up. Rockabilly in his, sex robots. What the in fuck? his dungeon. Allegedly. Allegedly. This is, you know. This is all rumor and speculation. This is, <laughs> 
The yeah. worst thing about Elon Musk is that he is rockabilly. Is rockabilly, right? Yeah. Like we can agree. Like even if he gives up everything else, he would still be someone who listens to rockabilly. I like willingly which, does swing dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if the <laughs> we revolu- know people who do swing. If dance. like the revolution, yes, and we can hope that they get reformed. If the revolution <laughs> happens tomorrow, like and and like. Tesla gets like collectivized, right? Mm-hmm. And like we start actually using the te- that technology to like help everybody and like reduce the impact of global, like reduce carbon emissions and like help uh, stave off the the worst uh, the worst things of global warming and climate change. Like he would still be a douchebag who listens <laughs> to rockability, uh, and so I still think that makes him the worst. Speaking speaking of climate change and what we can do about it, okay. I'm sorry, this has nothing to do with like nerd media or That's anything. That's fine. But like I was in Richmond today, mm-hmm. um, and we were going down Virginia. The, yeah, Richmond, Virginia. Let's get super. I don't know. Tell me if I'm getting too specific. We're going down Broad Street. Okay. All right. And I noticed, because I haven't been in Richmond a a lot recently, I noticed there's a whole lane dedicated to the The buses. The buses, yeah. If you're willing to dedicate a whole lane of traffic just for buses, why isn't it a tram line? Why isn't it an electric tram line? You know, Richmond used to have, had the first electric tram line on the East Coast. Every or major like, city used to have yeah, a bunch of tram lines. Or, like, one of the first. So, like, why can't it? Yeah, And no. you know what? A lot of that infrastructure is still there. Mm. Um, I went to I went to college in Richmond. I went to VCU. Um, Man, we're really just, like, being <laughs> yeah. very open tonight about ourselves That's and fine. who we are. A lot of people go to VCU. No one knows who yeah. I am. <laughs> like, there, there are 30,000 people at VCU at any one time. No, that's fair. Um, so, God, that place is huge. Yeah, it's huge. I went to a college of 1,300. Um, so... Uh, one of the classes that when I was there that you had to take uh, in order to graduate was Introduction to the City, which was basically like this urban planning kind of a yeah. thing. And it was a mostly a waste of a course. But like the one cool thing about it was like I learned a lot about Richmond as a city. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would like go out onto the streets and like walk around. And like the the power lines for the trams, like the poles, mm-hmm. that the power lines for the trams uh they're they're still there a lot of them are still there so yeah you could easily just turn that into an electric tram line again yeah like you could really ease especially since as you noted like that was a fairly like that what that, that bus lane was not there no and all the, the there. all the hipsters would ride the would ride the tram yeah because it's like, like right they fucking love it It'd be it's the like best. it's right down broad street so it's like right next to the, yeah. the campuses yeah yeah so like you you should do that. Yeah. It would save it would save you know, money on fuel. It would save you know if emissions a little bit. It's depending I, on what the I listen, think like you know. Listen, Mayor Stoney, I know you're Mayor listening. <laughs> you're a cool dude. You're first a, of all, you're a cool guy. You got my sister trash cans. She didn't have trash cans. She tweeted at you that she needed trash cans. We're getting real super she got specific. those. She got those trash cans. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> they were not they didn't have trash cans at their new house, so they tweeted the fucking mayor, <laughs> and he made sure they got trash cans. So, Mayor Stoney, we're just saying, you could make this happen. You could give Richmond a tram line. Think about think about how good that would be for your career. Like mm. that is a that is a career defining moment. And you, you don't even have the to tram like back. you don't even have to block off any more traffic. There's already the lane. There's already you know, bus lanes. Hey. Yeah. Hey, our state's already down a governor, man. Or it's going <laughs> oh, to be soon. Shit. So Oh, Stony for saying, Governor. Stony for Governor. <laughs> like you you I'm bring the trams, 
You bring the trams. The, you bring we'll, the trash we'll cans. We'll bring you the governorship. All right. With our podcast Stoney, endorsement. Yeah. Their <laughs> podcast endorsement. We might have Wait, actually bef- just ruined before, his chances. Before we get any further, we need to know what this person's stance on pipelines are. <laughs> because that's a big I'm thing. assuming he's against them. He's a young guy. Yeah, I don't know. No, he's a cool he's, dude. Let's see if he says has, cool has, has the evil empire that is Dominion Power reached into his pockets and left a few thousands here or there. Man, we're being weirdly specific about <laughs> yeah. Virginia tonight. Uh, like, Lavar Stoney pipeline. This is Let's all see. of our... This is... Yeah, like I, I feel like I mean, we're really we, airing our dirty laundry. We here. we talk, had a whole episode that was named up after what was it Waffle House? Oh, That's true. It. So, that is true. Uh, this is is he from, pro pipeline? He's not pro pipeline, but the first thing that I, that I got when I googled Stony Pipeline is uh, no plans on turning down Dominion Energy donations in future campaigns. Uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take away our endorsement. That's, yeah. that's from this past uh, December. Come on, man, get it together. Get it together, Stony. Uh, Oh, however, from November, uh, the biggest economic development project in city history. Let's see what this is. Not a tram. Uh, not it's a, a loop. Tram. It's a loop. <laughs> it's a hyperloop. Uh, How much better would Richmond be with a tram? Like, seriously, though. I mean, again, it was one of the first cities to have it. We could be one of the first again. I'd be excited about that. Yeah. Well, they, they could be. I, I still think of Richmond as my city. Um, <laughs> no, that's fair. I miss it. And, like, as I was, like, leaving, I was thinking, like, well, why stop there? Why not, like, have, have like, high-speed rail from, like, yeah. Norfolk, you know, Portsmouth to Richmond and then, like, up to D.C.? Like, yeah. we could Japan it. We know? could Japan it. <laughs> I mean, look. I would go to thing. D.C. like way fucking here's more the if thing. there was a high-speed tram. From, like, from, like, Norfolk, well, really from, like, Virginia Beach mm-hmm. up through Richmond up through DC, up through Baltimore, up through Philadelphia, up through New York City. It's basically just one big urban sprawl. Except for yeah. your your hometown. Except for my hometown. <laughs> You're being true. the spoiler. That's true. But I mean like like honestly like the 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 areas in between cities in our part of the world is so small. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there's really no reason why we can't just have huge public transportation. Like, I don't know, if you've ever read um, Neuromancer, it's basically the entire um, the entire East Coast is just referred to as the sprawl. Mm-hmm. Because it's just one big example of urban sprawl. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, because it's the future, it's all under huge geodesic domes. <laughs> That's the future I want to see. <laughs> Make it happen. But, you know... I'm just saying, we're a nerd cast, but we also talk about urban planning sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about whatever. We, yeah. don't, we have no theme. We have no message other than... You know, fuck capitalism. Fuck capitalism. Yeah. I don't know. If you're still listening to this, thank you. <laughs> um, please clap. Please clap. Um, Speaking of that... Oh, oh no. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, no, let's talk about that. Yeah, so of the the increasingly huge horse race that is the Democratic primaries. <laughs> is it a horse race? I feel like a horse race is too noble of a moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this uh, is like ring? a cockfight. No. Yes, no, it's a cockfight. No, that's exactly was, what I it is. I was going to say it's like a bunch of 18th century dandy boys with like their 
their hoops and sticks all bottlenecking into like one specific area. (laughs) Crashing and burning into one another. I feel like that's accurate for exactly one person. (laughs) Any guesses as to which of the people who who are in the current democratic field who I feel is the is the 18th century dandy boy playing hoop and stick Don't in our us. cockfight. No, no, I want your guesses. It's who is, Kamala Harris. No, it's not Obviously. Kamala Harris. No, I'm just kidding. It's Don't... never mind. No, no. Who who of is the field? Cory Booker? It's Cory Booker. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is a cock. It's like it's a it's a fighting cock, and then yeah, like Cory like Booker is. Like... Hey guys. <laughs> What's going on here? It's, it's Elizabeth like... Warren with her like grand plumage and like Kamala Harris like, <laughs> like they're ready, they're ready to strike. And Cory Booker's like, hey guys, what's up? Let's go. I'm having a jolly good time. I have a girlfriend in Canada. Uh, I know you've stopped listening to. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you've stopped listening to uh, to Chapo Trap House, Alex. Yeah. But there was the, in this week's episode. There was a fucking great joke. Where um, Amber said that if in the in the one in a billion chance that Cory Booker actually wins the presidency, mm-hmm. we just have Michael Scott from The Office as president. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of so true though, so true. Because he said he said he said that thing this week about, um, or maybe it was last week now about the. Uh, uh, the Underground Railroad being the greatest infrastructure project the United States has ever put together. What? Oh <laughs> and it's like, God. that's seriously just an office joke? Like, <laughs> like that's just someone who is just so clueless about everything would say? Uh, uh, oh, man. I remember when Cory Booker was still like, speaking like, hey, LeVar Sony, don't become Cory Booker. Because I remember when, when uh, Cory Booker was governor of where was he in New Jersey? Jersey. Tre- Trenton? Yeah. I think it was Trenton. Um, when he was governor of Trenton, New Jersey. Wait, you become governor of a of a state. Oh, not governor. Mayor, mayor yeah. of Trenton, mayor, mayor of Trenton, New Jersey. Excuse me. When he was mayor of Trenton, New Jersey, um, like everyone was like, oh my God, he's like cleaning up the city and he's like vaguely progressive. And it's like, this is, and he's young. Like, this is really exciting. And then he kind of launched himself or like stumbled onto the, like the, the national, national stage, stage. And we're like, never mind. Hard pass. Hard pass. Stony man. You could, you could do it. You could do it though. You, we believe in you. You could be the Cory Booker that never was. Yes. <laughs> You, you know. could be the Cory Booker that existed in our hearts for like that one month in like 2009 or whenever he first kind of yeah. appeared. You could be him. But better, because you bring the trash cans. <laughs> he brought my sister trash cans. <laughs> when no He's one else mayor, would. Mayor of an entire major city. Well. A capital city. Capital, a capital city. city. Capital city. Mayor of a capital city of a state in America. <laughs> My Which sister, is a country. My, si- my sister didn't have trash cans. She tweeted at him. He brought her trash cans. Did he personally bring the no, trash cans? No, but he responded to that tweet, and the next day they had trash cans. Okay. So he brought her trash cans. <laughs> he brought her trash cans through the power of the internet, the magic of the internet. It it's brings great. people together. Um, it does. It does. Yeah. Anyway, where are we going with this? I don't know. Trash cans. Uh, I, was, I, feel like the, I feel like the window is now closed, though, where we can complain about the Democratic field of candidates. I mean, I was I yeah. was going to talk about Howard Schultz 
Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Howard Schultz. Who's, Fuck that guy. Who's not in the Democratic field, so we can trash on him yeah. all we want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can trash on the Democratic we field. Can't we can trash want. on him. But, no, but did you not see that comic I shared? Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, the window's closed. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, he's going to be the independent candidate that's going to win for the people of means. Yeah. He's going to he's gonna get all the votes of the people who don't like, who want to show that they don't like Donald Trump. But are fine with Donald Trump if he'll cut their taxes some more. Yeah. And we'll just like probably let, my dad, let the racism slide. My dad will slide. probably vote for Trump. Oh my God. <laughs> well, as long as your dad doesn't actually vote for Trump again this yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. Like that's, that's He won't. Fine. He won't because of the elephants. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I've... Have I told this story on the podcast I think before? we've told it on this, the podcast. My, my dad... Quick version is my dad uh, no longer supports Trump because uh, Trump signed something where you could now bring in more big game trophies from Africa. And my dad got really upset about the idea of the Trump boys killing, favorite, killing elephants and my bringing back their favorite thing that your dad has ever said. <laughs> Which was, do you know how long it takes to make an elephant? Like 20 years. You're just going to kill it? <laughs> so my dad legitimately that's what stopped my dad from supporting Trump. You know, at least it was something. At least it was it something. Gives, it gives us It hope. was not his transgendered child yeah. who is facing mass amounts of discrimination, but it was those goddamn elephants he's never met. <sighs> at least it was something. <laughs> at least it was something. You know anyway. What? People can be radicalized yeah. by the strangest of things. Yes. Not, I like that. Radicalized? No, that's that's too much. But, <laughs> but at least, I mean, he did. He was on the fence. He just didn't like Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't. And whenever I bring that up to Democrats, I get, like, the evil eye. Yeah. Um, and, like, often will get, like, chased away with rip, whips and chains. Um, but not in a fun way, kids. not in a fun way. But, like, you know, a lot of people spent like the lot of effort in the last 30 years making people dislike Hillary Clinton on a personal level. So maybe don't go with her. Maybe don't, maybe don't assume you got Michigan on a lock. Cause a lot of people don't like her personally. Because of a, of an engineered smear campaign. Right. I'm not saying, like, yeah, kind of, no, no, no. It's not, you know, necessarily deserved. Yeah. I would say. Well, but. she's still a dirty capitalist. She well, is. Yeah, she is still a dirty <laughs> no, capitalist, a but I'm capitalist. saying that they would have voted for another dirty capitalist in the Democratic yeah. Party. Yeah. That they would have actually gone out to vote against Trump. That people did not do that because of who they elected, who they nominated. So that is one thing that the Democrats do have going for them in 2020 is that whoever gets the nomination, I hope to God it's not Hillary Clinton. I hope to God that she has finally fucking learned her lesson. Because there was a story a few months ago where she was considering a run, and I'm just like, no! Stay away! Even if it's Kamala fucking Harris, I will bite the goddamn bullet and I will go out there and vote. Just like I did last time around. Because I don't want fucking Trump anymore! I don't want it. <laughs> but it's like, there are going to be people out there who, if Hillary gets the nomination again, are going to either stay home or vote for Trump out of spite oh, or vote for what's his fuck? The, Howard the, Schultz. Howard, Howard Schultz. Schultz. Thank you. Because 
I made coffee happen. Oh my god. <laughs> when no one thought coffee could happen. I think the most disturbing thing. Okay, we're done shitting on Hillary. Okay, yeah, okay. like we're fucking. Done. I'm not. I'm not shitting right, on her. Bitch. I'm merely it's pointing 2019. it out. 2019. I'm merely like, pointing done. it out. Okay, okay, we're done. All right. <laughs> she's she's, she's gone off dudes. into the woods. Yeah. And meditated until and done some yoga. until she throws her heart back into the room. <laughs> we're if done. That happens. We're done. <laughs> okay. We're done. Okay. Done shitting on Hillary. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, wrap this shit up. Okay. okay. It's been three fucking years. All, All right. right. So <laughs> shut up. I love you. Your goddamn beautiful face. Shut up. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not shitting on her. I'm merely pointing oh my out. God. Oh my God. So, Stop. in any case, Stop. if you are a people of wealth and you want to support our podcast, people of wealth, that is the most disgusting thing about Howard Schultz. No, you know what I'm the most disgusting say. thing about Howard Schultz was? This, this happened recently. Where, More recently than the people of yes, wealth comment? Yes, Every time that man opens his mouth, he <laughs> says something ridiculous. And it's more ridiculous. I don't know. Maybe it's not more ridiculous than the people of wealth. But he was like, it was goddamn close. I'm patting close. your knee because you're too loud. Sorry. I, I don't know if you realize I need that. to talk into the microphone. But he's, he said this thing uh, where he was like, talking about how everyone is starting to get on board for Medicare for all and like maybe even getting rid of private healthcare companies. Yay. And, and his response to that was get rid of private healthcare companies. What's next? Get rid of private coffee companies. That's the most disgusting thing he said to date. <laughs> As of right now, 8.59 p.m. on February the 13th, 2019. That is the worst thing he said so far. If he says something else within the next 24 hours, we don't know about it yet. But to answer your question, Howard, yes, that's the whole goal. Yes. yes. <laughs> but it was just like... We, yes, we would also like to get rid of your coffee company oh that is God. exploiting workers in <laughs> South America. Yeah. Yeah. Um collectivize everything but start with the things that people actually need mm -hmm. like healthcare yeah um and also uh uh broadband and power yeah yeah start by privatizing those things or not privatizing, privatizing. but by uh, Fuck privatizing co uh, collectivizing that's the word that's the app start by collect yeah i know that's the word that i meant yeah, start by collectivizing those things and then we'll go from there <sighs> Anyway, all right. We've reached an hour. We didn't do the. We didn't do any of the fan fiction reading. No, we, we, we I'm do. sorry. We were, we're kind like of stringing along yeah. all of our new likes and listens. We've been we've already stopped listening. It's fine. Eh, okay, we've fine. been debating whether or not to make it its own thing or make it a replacement episode or put it in the end of one of these things. So we will keep you posted about that. Yeah. Um, but well, in the meantime, I think we're all good. Yeah. Um, I think we've we've definitely purged some feelings this this evening. <laughs> Another thing that we can that we can maybe do in the future. I I also got my copy of Journey Away to, oh, yeah. like today. Oh, good. Now that I've realized that I could like order it, so we could figure out how to play that. It's cool. And maybe play that on the podcast. Cool. That what might is be fun. Journey Away? It's um, a cool game we talked about before. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's nice. an RPG that that Alex and I both backed on um, on Kickstarter, Sweet. and now we have our books. Awesome. Um, it is conflict free so it's all about Aww. it's about a group of people leaving their village for the first time on the way to the big city and Aww. then that's that's what the story is about yep. it's a lot of that fun sounds adorable yep so all right well thank you all for listening my name's alex i'm nick i'm elise and we have been some nerd kind of podcast good night everyone good night